Hello, good friends. Welcome to a color-coded symphony on the air. I'm Irina Spiritu, coming to you from the unceded traditional territory of the Ohlone here in Oakland, California. A color-coded symphony is a musical experience whose aim is to encourage openness and nurture curiosity towards cultures by connecting our ethnic origins to music and rhythms worldwide. In this episode, our guest is musician and composer Manesh Judge, who'll be sharing songs highlighting the tabla, featuring North Indian classical compositions, crossing into Western folk music, electronica, and more. Manesh actually performed with us back in 2019 in person at our color-coded symphony show at the Freight and Selvage in Berkeley, California. Here's a live performance recording from that show where he starts it off on tabla, then the band creates an improvised piece inspired by those rhythms. Here we have Manesh Judge. Thank you, Manesh, for joining us today. Hey, thank you for having me. It's so good to see you. Uh, you know, even though it's not in person, and uh, uh, since our last uh, uh, event uh, that we had together, that was amazing, of course. Oh, that thank was you. incredible. And you were amazing. Even so D Dimar, who played drums, he is yes. another Dynamo. superhero. 
<laughs> he, we were having a fan session, a Manash Judge fan session. So That's I'm so, so glad we can focus on the tabla today. No, that was fantastic. And playing <laughs> on stage with him and everybody else and you and Aki, it was just an amazing event. And I, oh, I actually really look was. forward to doing it again, to be honest with you. Let's <laughs> do it. Yeah, yeah we'll make it the, happen, Manash. Yes, exactly. We will. We will, for sure. All right. Well, let's let's start with your yeah. journey with the tabla. How did you get started? I mean, it's such a complicated instrument it, th from my ears, from my perspective. Yeah. Did, you, did you start as a child or what, well, what's the history? Much, pretty, pretty much. We um, my parents went uh, we had a, a visit to uh, India and uh, there was a set of grandparents there who had all these musical instruments. And both of my parents, uh, in addition to being an engineer and my mom being a nurse, they, you know, professionals that way, that yeah. way they, they had um, this musical passion as well. And I think that was really their bond together. So they sang Indian folk music. Mm. Um, and so we were there. That was what I remember was my, probably my first exposure to these musical instruments. And so I was banging on them along with them as they were <laughs> singing traditional, you know, North Indian music. Mm -hmm. And so that set of grandparents, uh, they gifted, uh, one different type of instrument, the tabla, which is the two-headed drum that I play, a dholic, which is a two-headed drum, but it's connected, mm -hmm. uh, and then a harmonium, which is a German reeded instrument. It's a, like, like basically a keyboard, mm -hmm. and that uh, instrument ha has made its way into Indian music, you know, for generations. So they gifted uh, one of those each, and then, you know, I brought them back to America, and um, you know, after a trip to India and, uh, how old were you then? Oh my God, this was probably five, I think. Wow. Five or six. Yeah. And were they, six. were they musicians as well? Um, music's been in that, you know, generations really. And mm -hmm. again, everybody's had this duality where their day job was different than their, night <laughs> job, you know? so it was good. It was yeah. good. So yeah. So the grandpa, one of the grandpa judges, uh, uh he used to play tabla as well. Mm -hmm. So he basically gifted this. Uh, to me and the rest was history. I mean, it just kind of wow. happened. So then from there, I started accompanying my parents a little bit more, but I think uh, around 78, 79, 90, 80, around then, um, I wasn't really getting very far. Hmm. And so somebody uh, who's a close family friend of ours recommended that, you know, I think he should be learning properly. Hmm. Uh, he shows this ability, this uh, innate ability to play, uh, and he seems to be musical, but I think you're going to need to do that. So that's where the then hence the the lessons would come. So you know, wow, that was next on the journey. And you resonated more with the tabla over the har harmonium. Yeah, I think the yeah I think that that was because of what I was accompanying my mom and dad. I see. You know, uh -huh. they, they would sing, and I would accompany them on this particular instrument. And so mm -hmm. the rhythm, I was strong with rhythm, and I think that that was sort of really where it it it, it happened because of that. And then we would go to other parties because, you know, in our culture, we have lots of music parties. Yes. And the other aunties and uncles, we don't call anybody by first name. Everybody's an auntie and uncle. <laughs> same Filipino uh, culture. Right? It is. It's exactly the same culture, <laughs> right? So everybody's auntie this, auntie that. Yes. Like like the Filipino culture, we love music. And everybody's a great singer in your culture, too. So yes. lots of aunties and uncles would sing. So I'd play with them. So oh, I was sort great. of perfecting my art along the way before I started to learn. Uh, and then that other family friend... Uh, he used to work with my dad at a tech company, Memorex. Yes, His yes. son was learning, so he recommended to my dad that we should do this. Um, I went to go see a different teacher, and uh, it just didn't gel. Mm. And then he made arrangements with my ultimate teacher, uh, Ustad, which means teacher, Sayed Arshid, uh, who actually was doing an MBA at the time uh, up in uh, Sonoma. 
And so he used to come down to San Jose, that long drive, and he would sit with me on Wednesdays was after school. And literally, you won't believe we would be there for four or five hours straight. And my mom wow. would even serve us dinner there. Wow. And that was the kind of commitment that it took to uh, learn the instrument. I was lucky that while I was learning this instrument, um, and I wasn't the best student, nobody is, but um, I was also getting a chance to perform at the same time, like with these uncles and aunties, mom and dad, and then, you know, that, that would grow into something else. But uh, that's sort of how it started. That, and was that the same uh, um, guru yeah. that you, that, that recorded with, uh, was it? The Grateful Dead or, or, or yeah, yeah. So he was a roommate. <laughs> he was a roommate uh, with Mickey Hart. And uh, <laughs> so then his um, his cousin, uh, who's also a guru, Astad, Astad Zakir Hussain, uh, he is an eminent of uh, our householder style of tabla. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll talk about that a little bit later if you want to know more about the households. Sure. So um, big guys, these guys were all up in uh, Sonoma area. Uh, in the 70s and 80s, and the Grateful Dead was there, Ali Akbar Khan was there, Ravi Shankar used to hang around, I guess. Mm. So my my teacher actually roomed with Mickey Hart uh, from the wow. Grateful Dead. Very and cool. so these guys were all pretty cool, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> They're all pretty cool. So yeah. So this is the same. So are you. <laughs> oh, it's so sweet of you. Thank you. This is so, but I'm not that cool. So these, <laughs> these guys, uh, you know, they were the, they were really, they epitomized uh, this beautiful cross-pollination of North Indian classical music with traditional Western music. And uh, they're really the pioneers of bringing this music into uh, the limelight in the United States, the Monterey Pop Festival, mm -hmm. 1968, Ravi Shankar played with um, Ustad Sedarshid, my, my guru's uncle, the late great Ella Rekha. And, uh, you know, it just, it was cool because people were blown away by this sitar. You know, sitar is the beautiful string instrument, as you know. Yes. Uh, and tabla is the accompanying instrument. They just got seven ovations and people wow. were just blown away by this. How could two instruments make such beautiful noise and music? <laughs> and it's a cool story. But anyways, yeah. Well, well one so, of the things I realized with, with the tabla is that it's it's its own language. It is. Isn't it? Is. It, it and... really is. It really is. And it's a um, it, it's a it has its own vocabulary. Mm -hmm. um, you're you know, you're fingering. Uh, you know, I, I happen to have a drum here, actually. So your, you know, your basic fingering. Uh, this is the right side, the treble or the small side. Uh -huh. Every note that you play, it, it has a sound. It, it actually has a phrase to it or, or a syllable. Mm -hmm. So like this is na, this is thin, this is theta, uh -huh. this is ta, and this is this is like from we play da 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 da, but this is da 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 da. So when we put all these little syllables together they they form phrases and then phrases can form different they can be you know put together in different rhythmic cycles mm -hmm. so like six beats seven beats five beats eight beats uh these are meters of course 10 beats but the, yes. these are rhythmic cycles so um that night at our show i did a lot of four four stuff mm -hmm. um and and it was you know a culmination of more like you know but i'm not playing the bass right <laughs> right. So different, so different phrasing, you know, for different things. So you, yeah, there's a there's this amazing language that goes along with this, and it's so complicated, and it's it a lifelong. Complicated. It is. It's a whole lifelong. I mean, we need a whole special just to cover the language of tabla, but it's it's beautiful. It is. It, so is that also tied into like a, like 
I mean, I've heard, I've seen and heard vocalists yeah. kind of sing those rhythms. So is that, are they communicating to the tabla or is yeah, that? They, yeah, so, so the vocalists will be singing your traditional, um, if you want to talk about that, um, North Indian and South Indian classical music have, we have, we have ragas or scales. Mm -hmm. And so in traditional uh, Western music, we look at minor and major scales and then, you know, particular progressions in those minors and majors um, give you a different emotion. You know, if it's major, it's happy. And then if it's minor, it's typically a sad or deeper mm -hmm. feeling. The way that uh, Indian classical music is the ragas or the notes are set up to evoke an emotion. Mm -hmm. So you might have seven notes, you might have five notes, the ascending notes might be different, or the mm -hmm. descending notes might be different. Mm -hmm. So that's where you hear that sare gama padanisa, like sare gama padanisa, and then that particular, that's a like a traditional like do re mi fa so that's kind of how we translate that in our mind. Yeah. And that's really what classical music, the vocalist is doing. And then they're actually taking those notes. And so whatever raga it is, they're going to follow that or rag, they're going to follow that progression mm -hmm. and then move the notes around as they present it to help further strengthen and evoke that emotion. Yes. So some notes might start, some ragas will start from sa, some might start from ni mm -hmm. and uh, like ni riga. That's like yaman. Uh -huh. uh, so it's a different rag completely. So they have they have thousands of rags literally that evoke different emotions. So it's very different. So, so it's, oh, so it's different from the language of the tabla. It is, and then I where see. the where the crossover happens is then, for example, that particular raga or that composition or bandish as we ca call it, could be presented in a particular meter or mm -hmm. rhythmic cycle. I so see. if I'm singing a particular classical piece. I could be singing in 16 beats. Mm -hmm. We call that Dindal on the tabla. Or it could be Karva, which is eight beats, which I played a lot of that night with Dimar. That's eight beats. So basically that's where they cross-pollinate so that she'll, you know, the, the singer, she or he, they'll be singing in this particular rag or bandish. And then there's crosstalk because they're, they may recite a few of our, our phrases. We call those bulls. Um, but typically they're following that, that rhythmic cycle or that meter. And I then see. we have a chance where we get to then show our, you know, in a classical performance, where we get to show our knowledge beyond that 16 beats where we can play compositions or little pieces or phrases or whatever mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, further uh, enhance that performance. So, so typically they have their, that thing. And a tabla player really should know what they're doing Mm -hmm. and understand the raga or the rag and then they should of course because they've been trained to understand the tabla bowl or the phrase or the meter and what we're doing as well that's how the whole thing comes together okay. and then that holds true for sitar uh for santur that uh, beautiful uh string instrument that we play with mallets mm -hmm. a bonsari which is a flute a sarod those are all classical instruments that have that play these ragas and then the tabla accompanies those. So there's a similar sort of a thing where you're, you know, you're doing the vocals are just like these instruments are like vocals. Here is Ravi Shankar with Tanman.
Uh, yep. by Ravi Shankar. Yes, the great legend. So he actually, uh, I think this was the late 80s or 90s, he did this cool fusion album called Thunman. Mm-hmm. And this was a title track that I just fell in love with because it was a total fusion. Um, it, it's folksy, but it's got this beautiful crossover. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just a traditional star. And then also what was interesting, this is where I believe we got to hear his vocals. So he's yeah. singing a raga He's not singing your typical Sari Gama Pada Nisa, but he's singing phrases or words in that raga. And mm. it's a beautiful crossover and it really grabs the soul. So that's why I wanted to share that with you. That wow. was something that I, you know, when CD players first got out, 
I got one of those and I just used to play the heck out of that particular piece. <laughs> and I just loved it because it, it was different than what he had ever done. Like typically he used to do, he'd do crossover stuff, but not like this. This was a real fusion album mm-hmm. where they took Western feel and they crossed it over with this beautiful folk of, you know, of, of Northern classical music. And it, it's just amazing. What about your song? Let's talk about chaos. Something oh, yeah. that you compose. Can you talk yeah. about that song and what what the influences are there? And uh... oh yeah, so it's really chaos. So uh, there was a <laughs> it feature, sounded like uh, chaos in a good way. A, yeah, there was a feature. <laughs> that's tabla. That's the aggression of tabla. It's very aggressive, mm-hmm. um, and it's 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 a chaotic piece. Um, there was a film uh, that was put out in the early two thousands called Maya. Uh, it's a very dark movie, and it came out. Around, around the time when Mira Nair and some of these other great artists from uh, producers, directors from India were making crossover films. Mm-hmm. Um, I teamed up with Dig Vijay Singh, who was the director producer of the film. And then one of my best friends, Noor Lodi, um, we, pre- we presented about 17 tracks for this film. Wow. Uh, one of these tracks was called Chaos, where there's this one scene, something's really dark is happening. And so, uh, uh, we, you know, I decided with Noor that we we're going to do something where Dubla is the main instrument and the music around it is just this, it creates tension. Mm-hmm. So I played this really crazy, just wicked piece, uh, I believe. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's just, it creates a lot of tension, but it shows you what the Dubla is capable of doing as a lead instrument, supported by drums, supported by keyboards and supported by all these other um, pieces of music that are there where Thubla is up in front. Oh, um, incidentally, it. Maya went on to win um, um, their in Flanders in the film festival in Belgium. We actually won a best of music award for the film, uh, for oh, the music. Fantastic. So, Congratulations. Yes, the, thank you. And then in the London film festival, this was exciting. We got a call one time from uh, a journalist and um, behind um John Williams for mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith, behind a movie by Leonardo DiCaprio called Catch Me If You Can, Maya placed third in the London Film Festival oh, for wow. music. So we're thrilled by this. That's and uh, Yeah, so the music, the movie, I think it's on Netflix, it's called Maya, and it's still it's still out there, and it's a very dark movie, uh, but the, the music is fantastic, the movie's fantastic, the actors are fantastic, so this is just one piece that I love because I got to just go buck wild on the tabla and just kind of <laughs> unleash my dark energy, you know, the dark side of me. And it's very dark and it's wow. very powerful. So hopefully you'll enjoy that piece. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, no, Noor and I were really thr- thrilled about this. And um, he, you know, he was sitting on the board when I was playing it and it was a two-man <laughs> operation at the time. Uh-huh. And the two of us did this whole album. We had other guest artists join us, but really it was a two-man album. And after I got done, there was smoke coming out of the headphones. And he was like, dude, what happened? I was like, yeah, you know, we went to a dark place with this, but it's just, it's, oh, yeah. it's powerful. Here is Chaos by Manesh Judge and Noor Lodi from the feature film Maya.
have another project that we, uh, Noor and I, and then two other people, we've co-produced uh, the Essential Rog, which is this massive classical project that came out of South Asia. So that should be coming up pretty soon. Great. Uh, and then just, you know, random stuff on Facebook um, and YouTube <laughs> videos and things like that. So, you know, but there is, but there's, there's been a, um, we, I did another movie uh, recently called The Line of Descent, where he did, we did the soundtrack for that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's Brendan Fraser, actually, who, oh, nice. um, the great actor who, this movie's about him going to India. Uh, and actually, he's an arms dealer. And he teaches this Indian family that were kind of bad guys. And they were into like stealing people's real estate, like forcing them to sign papers over. He teaches them how to become arms dealer. Oh, interesting. Uh, they become arms dealers. So Brendan loved it. And um, uh, this was um, uh, uh, by Rohit, a good friend of mine who produced the film out of L.A. Mm -hmm. And that movie did real well, too. And that's also on Netflix. So we, wow. with the soundtrack for that one. Let's listen to another song. This is Abyss by Karsh Kale and Anushka Shankar.
the abyss is by this really cool crossover artist uh, i think he's on the east coast uh, karsh kalay he's an indian uh young man uh mm. probably in his early 40s and um he did this amazing ar- album with some of the likes of sting was on this album wow and um the daughter of Ravi Shankar. Ravi Shankar has two daughters. One is Nora Jones. Yes. And the other is Anushka Shankar. And both gorgeous. Um, and amazing. <laughs> and talented. Artists. Yes. I mean, and can talented. you imagine? They're both like Grammy winning artists, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Obviously, Ravi Shankar is himself won Grammy, so you can't say <laughs> enough. Uh, Karsh is, um, I, I had a chance to run into him about 25 years ago at uh, this convention he was in, and he literally he had a backpack then and he was just kind of handing out his CDs, first CD. Mm, wow. And he became a big name uh, globally in sort of this electronica crossover tabla mix mm-hmm. of electronica, traditional raga, and rags of Indian music with tabla and then bringing in different singers. So this, this particular album yeah. is one of my favorite albums from him. Uh, you know, hopefully one day I'll get a chance to work with him too. It's and nice most of the stuff you. I've shared with you guys today is stuff that's crossover stuff. Cause I thought if I just shared pure, which is beautiful too, I thought that would be, you know, this would be a, a glimpse into how there's been a lot of cross pollination of, mm-hmm. of North Indian classical uh, into the Western world and back and forth. So I thought this mm-hmm. would be a great way to, to share that. Is the tabla uh, only used to play North Indian music, or is it? No, also- it, it's played in South, but less. I think that it really is a North Indian uh, instrument. They uh-huh. play in some South stuff, to my, you know, to my limited knowledge of South Indian classical. But uh, mm-hmm. they have other instruments that are like the murdangam. That is one of their. It's a two-headed instrument, uh, joined by. It's like a long. You know, tabla is two pieces. This is one long instrument. That's one of their main pieces. Uh, uh, they play ghatam, they play mridangam, mm-hmm. and, and their approach and their styles to classical is very different. Mm-hmm. Their ragas, their touches are very different, and I, I'm not knowledgeable of it. It's beautiful, but it's yeah. a whole different world, really, it is. Um, and it's neat when they cross-pollinate, too, with North Indian, so that's kind of fun. Oh, yeah, that would be it fun is. But the tabla is really, um, uh, I don't know if you remember Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yes. So there's a scene um, when he's trying to beat his sister and mom home and she was in jail and he's trying to beat them home. Uh-huh. And then there's this song that goes, da, 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 da. Yeah. there's a tabla that's playing in the back. Oh, I'll have to go watch it again. That's the beat. And, and it's in the, and he's like, uh, yeah, I remember that's that. Beat, right. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, yeah. And, he, and then he sees his sister uh, and he freezes first Bueller sees her. And then they look at each other and they squint and then they it's on like she's going to try and get home before him. So the music as he's running, that he's running, he sees his dad. Yeah. That's a tabla that's the main instrument as the rhythm with all that other music around it. Oh, I got to go back so, and watch yeah, it. Yeah, so you have to go it's towards the end of Ferris Bueller. So okay. it's kind of cool that it's 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 been spliced through uh, and it's made it through many different forms of music. People just don't know. So we're mm-hmm. hoping that people start to know about it. Is the tabla, is it a one specific size only? No. So, so, so the, let me show you that again. So this is a, so the, the, the size of the head. Mm-hmm. So this is about a five, uh, five and a quarter. Mm-hmm. And then the, the size of the shell. Mm-hmm. And then the thinness of the rice paste, this iron filings on the top is what determines the pitch of the note. So this is about an E to F right now. Uh-huh. This is an E to F drum. 
So I would typically like that night at the show, yes. depending on what Aki was singing in, I think he was singing like a D sharp. I might've detuned this to a D sharp drum. The wow. bass notes are, the bass stays the same, but you can, you can control the notes by how much pressure you put on the drum. Mm -hmm. So for example, then this is a lot heavier, larger uh, shell. You can't see it. That's the bass. This is a five and a half inch. And look at that. That's like a C or a C sharp. So all my notes that are around C sharp that I'm playing with, I'll use this. I have about 27 of these such drums. And wow. then the bass drum, mm -hmm. this is usually just tuned. If you can tune it to a particular note, but that's the bass note. And then we control the notes based on how much pressure we put. And then the, the shape and the size of the bass also depends on what style of tabla you've studied. Mm -hmm. um, we as I mentioned, we have different households of tabla. So um, we, ours is, I, I belong to the North Indian classical version of Punjab, the state of Punjab. Mm -hmm. So this is called the Punjab Karana. Karana means household. Mm -hmm. There's many other households. There's the Delhi, there's Benares, there's uh, Farukabad, Calcutta. Um, and, and so I think that uh, Gwalior, there's many. Mm -hmm. So each style emphasizes different uh, feels and touches on the tabla and the bass drum might be different from one regional household to the next and wow. and for us in the Punjab Gharana the bass or the bios we call it is very very I mean they're equally important in all households but for us that's like our big thing that's like our meat and potatoes that that part mm -hmm. of our playing you tend to see a lot more emphasis on our bass playing uh, than in other households but uh, wow. and, and equally well you know they're everybody has their own nuances and and different feels but mm -hmm. and sometimes the fingerings might be different for same phrases but that's what it is mm -hmm. and as the notes change uh the drums change on the right side the, mm -hmm. the tabla itself as we call the right side i have different drums for different notes let's listen to another song this is called saki from the is that so album by john mclaughlin shankar mahadevan and zakir hussein saki चुनर भीगे जाए सखी चुनर भीगे Sunari sagi 
Thank you. 
So that's the piece <laughs> I sent over to you that features um, the, the eminent guitarist, John McLaughlin, mm -hmm. um, Shankar Mahdevan, the Indian vocalist, uh, music producer, and Ustad Zakir Hussain, the god of tabla. Um, mm. I think that what's really neat about this is it brings three legends together, but John McLaughlin and Zakir Hussain really are pioneers of this crossover uh, uh, music. I think it was 70s, 80s, 70s probably, uh, when he had a band with Zakir G and John McLaughlin called uh, Shakti. That's mm -hmm. S-H-A-K-T-I. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it really is a, a beautiful cross-pollination of uh, North Indian classical music. And in this case, this piece, because Shankar's singing raga, a rags, and Zakir G is playing tabla and uh, John McLaughlin's doing what he does. And so it's just a beautiful culmination and coming together of East meets West. It's fantastic. Let's listen to another song. This is called Light by Talvin Singh.
Alvin Singh, uh, a European uh, musical god, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's a tabla player as well. He's the first guy that I really think that was the pioneer of the electronica and tabla together. Hmm. I mean, the this particular piece is a beautiful example of these what I would say these rhythmic feel you'll hear it. It's like this. And I like to, I would like to say it's North African, but I, I this is in my opinion, I feel like it's got this sort of this African uh, appeal to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's this beautiful subs and then there's a bonsery of flute. So he's, and then double, of course, and he's won all kinds of awards for it. The, the tabla itself, as people, you know, look at it, you can watch videos on YouTube it's a beautiful instrument that is it's sort of its own world mm-hmm. and it's a complete instrument. Mm-hmm. It has all the elements of a complete drum set, if you will. And it has all the elements of, you know, bass notes, bass feel, bass driving, and then this, the treble side, the snare and cymbals, like it's all built into one, uh, this beautiful instrument yeah. and the world, there's, there's no real bind on what you can and can't do with this instrument. Um, I, I mentioned Noor earlier, I mentioned again that we did a rap track for this amazing platinum selling rap artist called Spice One. Uh-huh. Uh, this was uh, 2000s, where we blended North Indian Punjabi Bhangra music with a rap track. Wow. And then the tabla was featured on that track. And Tupac Shakur's on this album. There's a bunch of people that are on wow. this album. My late, my late mother was on it. Wow. Um, that Spice and them loved the track so much that it was supposed to be like track seven or nine. They moved it to the first track and it's called uh, Work It Tonight. And it, it made it to track number one and you know <laughs> MTV covered it and it was just a beautiful track. Bad words, but uh, the Tabla <laughs> Jim was featured on this and it was a beautiful track where you can hear the Tabla just cutting through yeah. uh, on top of a traditional rap beat. Mm-hmm. So it's just neat what this instrument can do really. Wonderful. Well, Manesh, thank you so much for sharing with us the tabla and with the projects that you're working with. Thank you. And uh, I can't wait to work with you again. Yes, me too. Me too. I can't wait as well. And it's such a nice thing that you're doing uh, as, as you know, you brought that uh, musical group to life that night at the Freight and Salvage. Uh, and of course, tonight on the radio and, and the Zoom call and just sharing music. And uh, you're a dedicated uh, uh a servant of music like the rest of us are. And it's so nice that you're doing this because music is the one thing that transcends all barriers and bounds between people. And that night as well on stage proved it that you could have people from different parts of the world, but was so beautiful and everybody's colors are different. We all look different. People speak English, of course, but they all have speak different languages. But wasn't it so neat that we all came together this cohesive unit? I loved it it so much. Unbelievable. Yeah. So that's the beauty of music. It unites people. When politicians and leaders of countries are trying to divide people, music always unites everybody. That's, that's right. what I love about it's it. It's a beautiful language. A big thanks again to Manesh Judge for joining us. I sure learned a lot about the tabla, and I hope you did too. And thank you for joining us. I'm Irina Spear too with the Color Coded Symphony Project. Check us out at colorcodedsymphony.com. Till next time, take care, peace and love to you all.